Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Swizz. And uh, thank you for joining us. This is the round one analysis. Swizz, great to have you on board. Chris, I think, is packing his bags off for another flight for work. So he unfortunately couldn't make it here. But uh, Swizz, thank you for joining us for all things, particularly focusing on our hot takes for Standard. We'd love to talk about all the games in depth, obviously, but we're trying to focus on particularly the Standard Relevance players I'm going to be touching on. We're going to do our own individual team analysis as well. So that podcast will be on YouTube. Look for it there. Chris, myself, and Swiss should be doing our weekly reviews on our team and what we're thinking about. And I also, if time pending, I'd like to do a little draft one as well where I'll look through my draft legs, probably to the detriment of my draft, to be honest, but to help you out. <laughs> uh, hopefully too many of my draft uh, fellow draftees don't look at my waiver wire uh, on a, a night if I have time. But I am aware that if I start posting who I'm looking for, they might get snaked. But for the love of the people out there, I think I might do that as well. But before we move on, Swizz, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. You can also look us up on all those audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, search for us, Supercoach Insider. It's been a big week. Uh, Swizz, I'm going to crack. I've got a heaps normal, a non-alcoholic XPA. Um... Look, it's kind of like wanking. I mean, it tastes good, but it's not quite the real thing. So um, it'll do, Swizz. Uh, how are you today? Yeah, on that note, I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good to have footy back, isn't it? That as much as uh, my team stunk it up on Thursday night. But no, it's good. Footy back. You know, everyone's talking super coach. Yeah, what's not to love? What is not to love? Um, look, my, I had some good success, a little bit of indifference, um, which we'll get into. But uh, basically how the format will go is it will just go uh, game by game, touch on a few different things that we sort of saw, the kind of trends that we're looking at and the people that that might impact and particularly for better or for worse. So whether if someone has a good role, then we can sort of look at that and move on. But that pretty much brings us up to Melbourne and the Doggies, Swizz. Uh, if you want to find out how we went as well, look at our team analysis. Don't be a lazy fuck, right? Go and watch our other YouTube and get those clicks up. But um, Melbourne and Here the Bulldogs, are. I thought, great game. We only talk about that when Chris is here so we can shit on his team, but it's, um, yeah, mate, what a, what a cracking match to start the season. Um, yeah, I don't know about Wednesday There were some night great footy. games. There were. So many good Wednesday games. night footy going forward. I, I, we were saying down here, we have the public holiday the weekend before, so maybe they look about doing it just a standalone three or four days earlier. Grand final is playing on maybe the Sunday or the Monday or the Saturday, whatever, having play there and they can have the extra break. And it's only fair because they have a shorter preseason. So who cares if they get an extra 10 or 11 days, 12 days, whatever, it, first round. So I don't mind that because Wednesday night footy can get, get fucked. But the game was awesome. It tripped me up. It tripped me up big time. I was drinking on a Thursday night. I think it was a Friday night. Then I had to rock up to work the next day going, well, what's going on? I feel like I've already had my Friday. I didn't know what to make of it. It was hard as well navigating with the rolling lockout as well and not knowing teams until the Friday night after two games are played, is he in, is he out, what's going on? Uh, so there's a bit of a schmooze also. Yes. Yeah, that was my other thing I put up on Twitter this week saying, well, the NRL does it every week, but round one, all the clubs should come out on a Monday or a Tuesday all together and these are our teams. Gives, you know, brings footy back, everyone's talking about it, just as a round one special on that. And after that, who gives the stuff? But, you know, it makes it, you know, a big deal for the footy. 
uh, you know, it creates a lot of media and a lot of talk discussion leading into the first round. And it's great for us fantasy players. And the reality is I know coaches don't do things for the fantasy players, but there's so many of us now that, you know, we watch other games and attend other games because we're interested in, you know, our super coach or AFL fantasy. So, yeah, no, I think there's, there's improvements there. Right. Um, speaking of improvements, anyone on the YouTube, Swizz looks like he's Adam Sandler at the moment in that movie Pixels. But um, we digress. Let's move on to the first game, though. And I'll tell you what, if you don't put any interest into Petrarca, um, oh, my God, 163 super coach. He was absolutely dominant. I think his stats literally mirrored the grand final appearance. Someone I am looking at now, we did look at the stats in the preseason as well. Petrarca had some big ceiling games, but he was also one of the most notorious, I think, um, was it 60, was it, what I say? It was like two out of three or something rather 60% of his, his games were, uh, under the hundred or something or rather, or something along those lines, but he has that big ceiling, which helps buff his average when he has a couple of lower games. I'm definitely looking at Petrarca. If you're going for a, a league competition or a cash league, he's definitely a perfect one that could win you it on any week. Um, and I think he's definitely someone of interest, but don't be jumping ship right now. I wouldn't be going steel to a Petrarca because Petrarca's already had that big game. He's not averaging you 163 for the season. Don't chase your chickens. Don't play last week's score. And not only that, it's actually a big wake up to all, to all the competition. I'll be fucked if he goes around getting no attention this week. It'll be like, we are tagging Christian Petrarca. Uh, Oliver gets his handballs and he gets his contested possessions each way and other way. It doesn't matter. But Petrarca, he will not get much room to run around. The whole comp has had two games where they've been sitting on their ass. The first game of the season where no one's doing anything anyway and the grand final. And everyone's going, Christian Petrarca, put some attention into that motherfucker. 100% Swiss. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're playing the Suns this week. This is more a Clary-type game with the Suns. But we've seen in the past, Petrarca against the lower teams just doesn't care. And that he, he could be the best player in the – he's the best player in the comp right now because against big teams, big big games, Petrarca gets himself up. But why – you know, they'll, they should cruise in easy this week against the Suns. Why would he bother? And that's what he does. He'll get a couple of goals. He'll get his 80 to 100 super coach, do his thing, and then he'll prime himself for the next big game. So, yeah, now you're fully correct there about track. Um, also, keep an eye out. This week will be fantastic coming up here. You've got – I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but I wish I could give you a shout-out. Um, basically, you've got Took on probably Petrarca. You've got the Battle of the Rangers. You've got Raul and Oliver. Uh, I honestly can't wait. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So, uh, for me – Oliver kind of tripped away and did enough, but it was the butcher show. Max Gorn and Oliver both butchered it. They had free kicks against. They also had, um, you know, probably bad disposals, so that affected their score. Now, they'll be better for the run. Um, Gorn, as well, we spoke, Rucks generally have a slower start to the year. I'm surprised Grundy actually did so well, but um, they start slow. And it's kind of a trend. So it's one of those things where Max Gorn, you know, he might have a 90 to start the round, but the best thing is as far as price drops and Christian Petrarca is involved in this as well. It's the three round cycle. Basically it's by the time they play the fourth game, it's already dropped out of that cycle. So, you know, players who have a, a good round one. So I think it happened many years ago, Scott uh, for North Melbourne had a 103 or 104 in his first game. And I think Chris brought him in early think he was a must have and he stunk it up. Um, and then stunk it up again, got injured, and then dropped and basically didn't get play for the rest of the year. So don't jump too much because when they have that good first-round score, yes, it's great. Yes, you'll get a bit of a price rise, but it's literally out of their cycle by the fourth round. So don't pay too much attention for the first round. If they stink it up again, then then you know that their price dropping is going to continue for uh, quite a while. So uh, that was the main thing for me. This was, um, sorry, a fantastic 
round in general. The doggies just kept doing it. Bailey Smith popped in again. Um, <laughs> pretty much, I don't know about you, Swiss, but looking at this, Bont hurt his ankle, so he went a little bit more forward as well anyway. But McRae, Dunkley, getting an absolute lion's share of it. Smith actually surprised me a bit because it seemed like he was taking a lot of Libertore sort of CBAs. Uh, what did you notice from the game? Yeah, well, you're, you're completely correct about, like, not jumping off premiums after round one. Like, Gorn last year, I think it was 93 into 137. The previous year, 93 into 184. And the year before that, 87 into 116. So they do start slow, and it's something the premiums do. Um, but this was a quality game. Uh, the the top doggies, McRae, as you said, Bailey Smith, Timmy English, though he's not going to get eight free kicks for every week. Uh, there was there was definitely a lot of uh, uh, you know interesting play there by Gorn from behind, just giving away dumb free kicks. He's not going to be doing that again. So I still think English could be definitely a good player as a sole ruck there, but um, I don't think yeah he's not going to be getting those many freebies. Uh, Bailey Dell, you know he's got that half back role just sewn up, looks so good coming off there. Don't uh, begrudge that as a possible top ten smoky because yeah they they look for him coming and even Caleb Daniel again the, the little helmet. Um, he's always bobbing up and that. I think he's a little bit behind Bailey, but, um, you know, still pretty solid, especially if you've got him in draft. From The interesting one from the dogs was Trelaw. Thought he, yes. You know, really Chris called it too. Yeah. Chris called it too. He butchered the ball. But not only that, he kicked a couple of goals. Now, if you mm. can get that much ball, kick two goals, and only score a 79, like, what are you doing? Uh, and that was the big risk with him because when he went big in the final and stuff, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, Trelaw looks really good, which he does. And Trelaw does go well, but he's now that he's playing a little bit more forward, he's still getting into the midfield, et cetera, but he's going to need more impact per possession. And if he kicks goals, then yes, he might average you 100, okay? But if he butchers it and doesn't quite accumulate like he did when he played 100% mid, it's hard for him to continue. It's kind of like Petrarch, uh no, what was his name? Trelaw last year. Was it? No, not Trelaw. <laughs> Who am I talking about? <laughs> um, Taranto last oh, yeah, year. Taranto, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Whereas he, yeah. he butchered the ball. His scoring was literally up, down, left, right, and center. And it became very frustrating as an owner because you're like, well, yes, Trelaw's got boring. He kicked two goals. But hang on, he's only on 79. Like, what the hell's going on? So uh, for me, I'm, I'm a wait and see. I, I still tempted. I'm, I'd be happier if he actually dropped cash. It'd be much better for me. So, yeah, that's um, probably yeah. a real big one. The, the other two that I um interesting was uh, I was talking about Ed Richards before that. That's uh one uh, uh, Abdul from the Richmond Forum. I'll give him a shout out. He was really looking at him. Uh, seems to well he started ahead of Lockie Hunter in a bit of that wing half back role. Uh, the problem was the dogs have so many of them, but it was interesting how Befo was playing uh, a bit around with that sub. I think he changed the sub three times before the uh, the game. So. Yeah, that was interesting. But just for Lockie Hunter to fall out of favour for uh, Eddie Richards, that was interesting. And uh, yes. Luke Jackson, uh, you know, what, what a star this kid's going to be. It's not obviously this year, even though he does have that forward status, but just next year, it could be the year. You just want to be watching him down that because this, this kid can seriously play footy. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the other one I am kind of watching this week, probably more than last, is um, Bowie for the Ds now with... Salem injured, um, and it's a minor knee surgery. So I think it was like a floating cartilage or something in there. So pretty much a minor surgery to kind of clean up the joint. And I don't know if anyone's had that. If you have any cartilage or anything actually jamming on your on your knee, oh, it just pinches. 
and it hurts like absolute hell. So there's nothing you can do there. Um, minor surgery, I think it probably be a little while, um, probably in that sort of, I don't know, I don't know officially, but I think it's usually about that sort of four, four to six or four, what does yep, it say? Four, four weeks. Yep. Yeah. Four so, six, but for time. me, yeah, that's, that would have been a good guess. Um, so what I'm actually looking at to see if Bowie actually gets a little bit more of a fantasy friendly role. Uh, and I'll keep an eye on him sort of this week, but that is one. And when you look at Bowie, the reason why he is relevant is because it's 265,000. So he's kind of around that sort of Chapman price. Uh, and there's a couple other sort of around that price mark that did, you know, didn't do too well. Right. But I'm saying is in now that maybe if his role's improved, um, and another one to keep an eye on is Salem, obviously got the five super coach. Now Salem is someone who could push towards that top 10. Uh, anyone that got Stephen May at the end of last year knows how awesome it is. If you can get someone really cheap. So if he comes back, maybe not quite fresh, a little bit underdone, has another low score. If he gets super cheap, I'll be keen as mustard, I think, Swiss. Yeah, the, I think a lot of people are looking at because either Barry, where we'll talk later about possible injury there, and um, even McGovern there, who you know was at injury or just running out of tickets um, there at the end. Uh, but those guys are both in that price where Richards, Foley, um, Bowie are all at, and if you're not wanting to run your hinge or something like that, you could probably move, or if you just want a bit more security in the back line, there's some talks about moving SDK or Paddy McCartan forward, maybe loopholing a forward into the mid if you're covering, wanted to move Barry on if that was the case, he was injured, and looking at one of these 250 to 70 guys to uh, just shore up your defense at D5 or D6. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think the last one that I kind of wanted to talk about was um, my man, the big man, Tommy English. Now, this was one that uh, I was kind of big on earlier just because from it was more based on what I saw. So it was the, the eye test where I quite liked um, how he was going and I felt like he was actually starting CBAs instead of playing forward and then kind of pinching. Um, Bevo actually did say he was quite happy with uh, how the ruck contest sort of worked out and, you know, Shaki coming in to sort of do a bit of pinch and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think he was quite happy with that. And for me, I just think it's a, it's a really good start with that. My issue was, you know, trying to come up with a premium. I was pretty big on it. So I got lucky this week, obviously. Gorn, not having Gorn's a big one, but if Gorn has another low game, then I'll pretty much try and target Gorn and Steel and those other ones that have high hurt factor and try and target them sooner rather than later, hopefully quite, you know, cheap enough. Um, but I was super impressed. Now it'd be interesting to see this week if they up against Carlton, I can't see them deviating too much from that plan. I think it's, they look at them, okay, well, to Koning and, and Pitney, I'll be like, Hey, English go nuts, mate. And I think it actually helped them have, instead of another big man on the bench, they're actually able to rotate and have that run through. Um, and I think they will be much better and harder for it this week. Sweet. Yeah. It annoyed me with English because that news about Steph Martin coming out. I had weeks, I know, in the team review reveal, I was all about him. And I nearly went to English, but I thought I went the other way and going, now nah, I'm getting Gorn into my side now because Gorn versus English, he could just destroy him here. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. Gorn just, well, the good thing about Gorn, he scored 92 and he could have not played any worse if he tried. Um, you know, what was it? Five, six free kicks against. He dropped English. Yeah, you know, English loved those. At least three intercept marks that he dropped. There was a Falcon too. There was one that hit him straight in the head. Um, so yeah, he. If it wasn't for that massive goal he kicked late, he would have had an absolute shocking night. And the the thought, well, is you know, Gorn will you know be uh, embarrassed about that performance, and he'll uh, definitely bounce back. 